Hi Film Yappers, my name is Mo Hammond and this is Adia Cheney. Alright, the way this works is we each have a movie scorecard and we give it a rating out of five points on the plot, acting, music, visual effects, script writing, rewatchability, and our total score out of 30. And then finally we kind of sum it up by giving it our star rating out of five different stars. And for the first episode, I chose to do Pulp Fiction, which is my all-time personal favorite movie. And uh, I've never actually sat down to give it a rating based on these different categories. Um, so for those that are not interested in watching the whole review, just stick around for a second and I'll give mine and Adia's final scorecards. So what's our first category? First category is a plot slash story. Okay. So um, what was your rating of it, the plot slash story? I did a four out of five. Okay. Why'd you give it a four out of five? Um, because I overall absolutely love it. Yeah. The only thing that kind of kept it from a five for me is that it is a bit scattered mm -hmm. and it feels a lot more like different vignettes uh, that are put together to tell an overall story rather than like one big cohesive story. Yeah. Uh, which I think could have worked a little better mm -hmm. for this because it is meant to be that way, but it's not exactly presented that way. Say a little bit more about that, what you mean like presented? So, say a little bit more it's like not meant to be yeah so it's i feel like he's trying to tell an overall story mm -hmm. but what happens is especially because he like breaks it up into parts where he titles them it feels a lot more like different short stories mm -hmm. that are coming together to tell a big story right 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 and i think it could have worked just a little bit better if it was less broken up that way gotcha. and just overall one big cohesive story. Like if it flowed without like the, the movie breaks and like this is this yeah. is the scene, this is Marcellus and the ball, I mean this is um, John Travolta and Mia Wallace and that kind of thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because okay. uh, there's like him and Jules and mm -hmm. then there's John and Mia and I think that it would have been better if it like went from one into the other a little gotcha. bit more gotcha. directly. Kind of float. And I think it's some of his uh, research. On Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a little bit like that. It's a lot more cohesive, but you do see like Leo's character mm -hmm. in, in like one transition to another. Uh, so like in different stages of his life and career. Um, but that one flows just a little bit more smoothly, yeah. I think, yeah. than Pulp Fiction does. I got you. If they would have taken that kind of same flow like you're saying, like hadn't broken it up, it would have maybe just flowed as like one one story. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like I'm trying to piece together different parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so how is this related to what Vince did earlier? Right. And that kind of thing. Right, so. right. Um, for the plot slash story, I gave it a 5 out of 5, and to your point, I think maybe upon first view, I wouldn't have given it a 5 out of 5, but since I've seen it so many times, all of these like nuances and these things kind of come together and they blend, um, and so I, I feel like it tells that one cohesive story of what Jules, Jules and Vincent's journey through being Hitman. Yeah. Right? And um, I feel like at the end, it kind of proves that point. But upon first view, I probably would have missed a lot of the nuances and the decisions that all come together in the end. I gave it a five out of five, um, but I do agree with a lot of your points that like upon first view, I would have missed a lot of those things. There we go. We are switching camera angles, so um, excuse the jumpiness of the shot, um, but we are switching to a new one. Um, our next category is acting. Um, so what did you give acting? Acting, I gave a three out of five. And uh, I gave it a three out of five. Um, yeah, no, don't agree <laughs> with me on that one. I gave it a three out of five strictly because 
Tarantino does such an awful job. Like this, this is an ensemble cast of like good actors. Everybody's pretty rock solid in it. Everybody from like the major to the minor characters. Um, but Tarantino's that scene is just so off-putting to me. His blatant use of the N-word, and I think that is a bit much. I think he was going to use the N-word regardless. So, um, yeah, I I understand given the rest of the movie why that happens. I think without the context of the rest of the movie, that is jarring at a bare minimum. Yeah. But I agree that it's a bit much, especially since he is friends with the Jules. Um, but I like Tarantino in that scene purely because the rest of the cast is massive actors. And I feel like that makes sense for what's happening in that scene. Yeah. Because it's very clear that his character is not in this life. That is not yeah. what he does. Yeah. He's not used to people showing up with dead bodies in their car. Right, right. And so uh, he's meant to seem out of place in that way. Gotcha. And so I think gotcha. that's why Tarantino puts himself in there is because he is so awkward mm. and he knows that it's supposed to be an awkward scene. Got you. I think, okay, so look, he, Tarantino was going to be either the drug dealer or he was going to be the um, old friend of Jules, right? Yeah. So he was going to be either one of those. But in both of those roles, either of those white men, they were using the N-word. Like yeah. the drug dealer uses it when he's talking to uh, Vincent about whether or not he's going to rip him off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he uses yeah, the N-word. It was the hard... And it's not just the N-word. It's the N-word with the hard R. It is... Yes. That's, 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 what, that's what I don't want. I, I also agree. I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> when watching it. I, yeah. I understand that Tarantino is like that. And I think the one of the only reasons that... We all are okay with it is because he's friends with Samuel Jackson in a very clear way. Yeah, but then he would use it with an A and not the hard R. If they uh, were homeboys, it would have been. You I know didn't what I'm even saying? notice that. Yeah, it's the hard R version of it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I think that's why Spike Lee has a problem with them is because the hard R use mm-hmm. is so blatant. And for some yeah. characters, like if it would have been those 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 rednecks mm-hmm. using the hard R, would've I would have been fine with it. It would have made sense, sense, right? But if this your homeboy. You're not going to drop the hard R I, and, and I, say this is not storage for hard R's. Uh, yeah. So because of that, because of that, and because I think it's a little sloppy, like, I, you know, it's, I don't know if it's the writing or if it's the acting, but I just wanted to say the word. I took me two points down, so I give it That's, three out of five. That is understandable. That is very fair. I think the only reason it doesn't affect my score yeah. is because... There are arguments to be made that, like, words are just words. Right, right. And I think that Tarantino, I don't agree with that all the time, (laughs) but I think Tarantino is doing it in a stylistic way Mm -hmm. to make his characters seem more realistic. Okay. Because there would be a lot of slang thrown around. Regardless, and there is even yep. Yep. Uh, not nearly as much, uh, yep. <laughs> but there, there definitely is, and I think he's trying to do that to show that like his characters are normal, gritty right, people. Right. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm still with you. I think it is excessive at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, but like Tarantino being in the scene, I think works despite that, just because. He's so clearly out of 
out of place. Yeah, awkward and, looking, and awkward yeah, sounding, and, and yeah, not yeah, a professional yeah. actor. Correct. correct. So it, it emphasizes the point that like that guy, this has nothing to do with him. Right. Right. Okay, I feel you. So that's that's it. But like every other performance mm-hmm. is amazing. Okay. Yeah. I love Uma Thurman. I think she does such a good job. Yeah. At playing Mia, she does like the subtleties of Mia mm-hmm. very well because we hear a lot about Mia before we see her. Right, so it's right. hard for us to make a decision on like was Antoine being thrown out of a window right. her fault right, or not? Right, right. And then we meet her and we're like, it very well could have been. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. saying it was, but based off of her and Vince's adventures, mm-hmm. not gonna say it's out of the question. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those lingering questions too, because then, you know, if had she not overdosed, how would that have played out? Do you know what I'm saying? They were getting quite yeah. comfortable before she that is overdosed. Very true. And I, yeah. Not that that is convenient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it might have kept Vince from being thrown out of a window. Yeah, maybe. I think so. so. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he was trying his best, definitely. I love their dancing. It is so iconic and yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and often emulated and never duplicated. Yeah. And I also, I love that, like, Tarantino used, like, inspiration from old, like, dancing like movies and TV shows to kind of build the style that he wanted them to do and they absolutely understood the yeah. assignment. It yeah. is so yeah. ridiculous and goofy looking. Yeah. yeah. So I love I love that. Um, anything else to the point of acting? Uh, I mean what are your thoughts on Sam's performance? Because that's something that gets brought up a Sam? lot. Samuel Jackson. Like. Samuel, oh, Sam. Sam, part of Sam, like, he's your homeboy. Okay, yeah, Sam, Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel. Yeah. Um, I love, I think the first time I watched a movie, I fell in love with that movie because of his character. Because he talks shit like I talk shit. And he's insightful in the way that makes the end of the movie make so much sense. You know what I'm saying? When he's he, he, he's talking shit. And then and Vincent doesn't like that, you know, when they get to the coffee shop. Because he's like, hey, you're not being the same you. Right. Like the you from the first act, which, like I said, I fell in love with. That's not him in the final act because now he's self-reflective. He's trying to figure out, like, am I making the right decision? Is my life headed in the right direction? And I, that's, that's what I love about that character. He's very dynamic um, in that way. Yeah, and I even love at the end, like when him and Vince are sitting in uh, like the diner, mm-hmm. and Vince is asking some very valid questions, like, "So what are you going to do?" Yeah, because it's not like that lifestyle offers career alternatives. Right, right. And so I do love that even his character, like Jules, doesn't have an answer mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. All he knows is that he wants out of this life, and I think that works really well as his like defining characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. I am in no way saying that the soundtrack isn't amazing because it absolutely is and I think that like all of the different songs fit the scenes perfectly. I just think that the soundtrack is a bit overused and that there are some moments where like the song choices could have been of the same tone but a little bit more subtle because there are definitely times for me where the soundtrack overplays what's happening. Okay, can you give me an example of that? Yeah. I don't want to break your thought, but I want to kind of get an oh, example yeah, yeah. of that. I probably might overlay something that you're thinking. Uh, yeah, so it's the scene where Mia and 
Vince get back from their night out. Yeah. It's while Vince is in the bathroom. Mia turns on uh, the record player. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know the name. She's of gonna song. be a woman tonight, yes. right? And, and, and yeah, the I guitar think, strong. like, I 100% get why that is like that. Mm -hmm. I think it would have worked well to have almost just the music a little bit quieter mm -hmm. or a slightly less on the nose mm -hmm. song. Um, playing in the background so that we can focus way more on what Mia is feeling gotcha. going through. Gotcha. Because we are supposed to be kind of breaking down like whether or not her character is somebody who could be responsible right. for getting someone else tossed out of a window. Yeah. And yeah. so to get to see more of her like natural through that without having such a loud, overt soundtrack over it, I think would also have made the moment where she overdoses way more impactful because it would have come like in the middle of all of these varying things. Gotcha, gotcha. And like you wouldn't be distracted by this huge song that's almost trying to spell out for you right. what's going on. Right, right. No, I feel you on I feel you on that. Um, overall I gave it a five out of five. I don't have any qualms about it. I like for the most part his um, song selections, Reservoir Dogs, this one. Uh, Kill Bill was scored by the RZA. I mean, like all of his music selection. And Jackie Brown had like great like '70s type music and stuff that I hadn't really heard. Like he kind of opened my eyes to some music that I wasn't hip to. And um, oh, yeah. I think I that's why I gave it like a five out of five because I was like, yo, this kind of rocks. Like this jams, I wouldn't have picked this. And I, I know about this song and it just it, it all it all comes together and works pretty well, I think. Um, but I get what you're saying to your point about that 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 particular scene and that being on the nose and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah but like. I agree with you. The songs, all of the entire soundtrack works perfectly. Like it sets the tone and the theme for the entire movie, and it makes a ton of sense. I don't even think it would be the same without it. So I definitely agree with you. Our next category is visual effects and cinematography, and I'm gonna go ahead and let you start. What did you give that category? Again, no surprise, I gave that a perfect score. Um, I just think that the way that it, there were some scenes in there that I feel like are pretty unmatched. There is the intensity of the um, the overdose scene with, yeah. the, with the adrenaline shot. That's um, the one I picked which, as like my favorite. Yes, and just the, the way it builds up. And, and see, and I think that brings up my point again, I think why Esther Tarantino chose to be the old friend of Jules as opposed to being the drug dealer because he wanted to be behind the camera for that drug that, that, that overdose scene yeah, which I think because it was good, so intense. Such a good place for yeah. him too. I'm glad that he made that choice. It's frantic. It's it, there, There's a lot going on and I just feel like the way that that's put together is awesome. Um, I love his framing of the shots. Um, there is like a, a shot with when you're first introduced to Marcellus Wallace where Bruce Willis's character is sitting across from him and there's that like over the head shot. Yeah, there's that you, weird band-aid on the back yeah, of his neck. and you, you know? never even see Marcellus you, until way later. Right, you see his, you hear his voice and you know he's supposed to be this big powerful like character. Like, and, and I just love the way that it's put together in that way. Just visually it's very pleasing to me and that kind of, I saw that movie before I saw Reservoir Dogs and ever since then I've just appreciated just his overall way that he just frames shots. Um, and it's because he's a student of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, there is the scene where Marcellus is crossing. Okay, so Bruce Willis has to go back to his apartment. Yes, right? I, I love Bruce Willis. And, 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 and he went to go get the coffee and the donuts or whatever, and he's walking back to the car, and he stops, and he turns, and he's like, hold up. But that scene is like exactly the same scene from um, the movie Psycho, where the, I can't remember the main character in that, but she's leaving town. She's ditching, she's ditching work, and when she's at the, at the light, her boss crosses in front of her, 
and he kind of stops and looks and like I don't know I don't know where I pick up this information from or where I've, where I've learned this in but I'm like yo that's taken from somewhere um, and and they've teased Tarantino often because he uh, pays homage to or you know he's, he's giving his tipping his hat to um, other directors and people that have influenced him um, but just being a lay person that's not like a movie kind of sort of like in that sense like I'm not an encyclopedia of knowledge like yeah. he is yeah. um, if you've ever listened to him talk movies or just, I know it's so it's like dude like he can he can like recite like almost like biblical scripture mm-hmm. certain scenes from movies and certain things he's trying to emulate and it just yeah. all blends together in this movie really well yeah and I, I, I definitely get what you mean like people give him a lot of flack for you know, they think it's like ripping off. Right, right. I disagree. I, I feel like he is very open about the fact that he's inspired by other directors, movie creators. And so I think it works like well. Yeah. Um, because even though it is still, you know, inspired by something else, he makes it his own. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to your point about the drug dealer scene, yeah. I, everything about that scene is perfect. The way Vince pulls his car up on this guy's right, lawn. Right, right. And I, I love the actor who's um, playing the drug dealer because he's responding the way a legitimate drug dealer right, would probably right, respond. Right. He's like, don't come here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Vince is just like, this is your problem now. Right. And um, like, there's a camera angle in that scene where he's looking for a textbook. Yeah, And yeah. Um, like, his wife Jody yeah. is in the back. And you can just kind of see part of both of them in the uh-huh. shop. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, the guy's going in and out, and Jody's like coming from the side, and it's almost jarring to look at as an audience member, but it definitely communicates how frantic right. that scene is. Yeah. So, I yeah, I agree with you there. The, all of the shots are beautiful, and like, they all play a role in the story, which I think is great. Yeah. Overall, uh, visually, what did you score it? I gave it a 5 out of 5. 5 Same out of 5, five perfect score as well. it's absolutely great. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, our next category is script and writing, slip slash writing, just how the movie was written, how it comes across on the screen. Um, what did you give it? I gave it a 4 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only thing that kept it uh, from being a 5 out of 5 for me is kind of the same thing with Category 1, which is the plot and the story, is just that it is a little bit uh, broken up. But dialogue-wise, dialogue is perfect. I love the way that Tarantino writes dialogue. It's very natural, but also idealistic. Like, it's almost the way that people wish that they could talk. Um, because his characters get across so much more meaning than what they actually say. Um, but it still sounds normal. Like, you would still think, like, oh, these are just two normal people talking. Especially conversations between Vince and Jules. Um, they are so natural, but they divulge so much plot, and you learn so much about each of those characters based off of just the small differences between their language yeah. choices. Yeah. And um, I think I, what I like about it is that it seems like mundane, day-to-day conversation, but then later there'll be a callback. So, like, um, yeah. you know, we have the conversation about the hamburgers and what's the difference between the hamburgers over there and over here. And then later on, when they're actually in the apartment, <laughs> then it gets called back. Like, yeah. hey, you know the difference between, you know, a quarter, well, I don't want to call it a quarter pounder. Definitely. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't waste any words. Like, every single thing, even frivolous conversations pay off, like you said. Yeah. And so that, to me, just makes it, like, perfect dialogue. Yeah. Which like carries the movie so far. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I agree. The dialogue between the characters is something that I like look forward to in Tarantino movies. There's just so much there you with can so little. Quote so many yeah, lines. They're quotables. From they're quotables. <laughs> I'm gonna overlay my favorite quotable in here. Yeah. Um, but what doesn't work for me, and the reason why I docked at a point, is just because it would otherwise be close to a perfect movie. Um, but there is just that scene with the gimp and 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 Marcella's being violated I, yep. that it doesn't it doesn't do it for me it's not I, it's, it, it never has upon multiple rewatches I've never been comfortable with it I mean I know it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable but I'm thinking too uncomfortable Tarantino bro you like you creative mean. genius you could have something something else could have well, been fit or swapped into I, that scene I and worked just as well that is also <laughs> what kept it from the five out of five I don't even watch that scene when I rewatch the movie mm-hmm. um, because it works just as well without it. Right. Almost nothing changes. Like, right. I straight up skip it because it is entirely too much for me. Um, and it doesn't really change the plot at all. It doesn't we, change the plot, but I think that it, something big had to happen for Marcellus to leave Bruce Willis's character to go. Yeah. Something big had to happen. I, it didn't I have to be that. That is exactly... It didn't like, have to be that. I understand why he needed a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there were a lot of other reasons. Yeah, could have been plenty of other reasons. I could think of 12. Okay. I, well, I give you that. I agree with yeah. you on that one for sure. Okay. Um, anything else to the script or the writing? Um, no, I mean, it's just kind of like what we said. Everything pays off. Every single line is worth it. And to that, like, for me, that just absolutely does Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? How often would you rewatch this movie? I've, I've seen this movie countless times. I first saw it when I was a spry chicken at like 17, 18, and now I'm 40. And so I don't know how many times I've seen it over the year. I mean, there have been some years where I haven't seen the movie, um, but every time I watch it, it's just something new to appreciate, something new to like. Um, But just kind of like you were talking about in the last category, I don't recommend this movie for other people because of that particular scene. Like, you know, people don't like to see overdose, people don't like to see violence, Um, and there's, I do. But not like I don't want to see those kind of, some of those scenes. Like I don't want to I don't want to watch them over and over again. I get the point. I get what you're trying to do. I guess, but um, it, it just detracts a little bit for me. I think I might even change my score. What did I say? I gave it. You said a four. Five out of five. I give it a five out of five. I probably give it a four out of five because of that. Um, yeah, that does um, it for me too. The recommendation I would give to other people, I would not recommend this movie for rewatchability. And I can't watch it with I can't watch it with my wife. I've been together with my wife for like ten years, and I've never watched the movie together. I've not recommended for her because I know. She's not going to like this. She's going to look yeah. at me like, why did you tell me to watch this movie? Yeah, if I, if I had known anything about it going in, yeah. it might have been a hard sell for me, but I watched it kind of just knowing the quotable lines from it and that Uma Thurman does a funny dance. Yeah. And so I was not prepared for some of the things that went into it. So I've only seen the movie like two or three times yeah, yeah. and that is enough for me for a while yeah, I'll yeah. probably watch it again and I would even recommend it to people who have a thick skin Yeah. and I would warn them Yeah. I was like there are some things that are uncomfortable but it is worth it I think 
I would say that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth it at least for the quotables and just for the way that the, the story comes together at the end and the non-linear time timeline. I like that kind of thing, and I would recommend it to people. There are other movies that have copied those bits from Tarantino, just like he's paid homage. Other people have paid homage to him time and time again over the years um, in the same fashion. So, um, yeah. Four out of five. So I'm changing my score on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a fair, fair okay. change, I think. Okay. Um, and then we can just kind of let this run and just do our like overall like rating, like out of a five-star scale. How many stars would you give this movie? Um, honestly, same as I would give it like the script and writing, four out of five. Uh, for a lot of the reasons we discussed, is that one scene is enough to take it from a five out of five for me. Um, but other than that, like, it is almost a perfect uh, so, I think I think a four out of five. What about you? Okay, yeah, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Um, I probably would have been on the same like train as you, but there's just like that. I keep coming back to the movie, and I keep learning things as I as I go back to the movie. Yeah, and that's it, why I gave it a four and a half as opposed to four, um, because it is damn near a perfect movie. Um, but there are some elements that would be different, and the fact that I can't just recommend it to people means it's not a five out of five movie. Like, yeah, I can't recommend it to everyone. Yeah, there would yeah. be very specific people I might recommend it mm-hmm. to. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. It is excellent. It is an excellent movie. Um, so my question to everybody and to the audience is, is there a movie that you love that you wouldn't recommend to other people? Do you have a movie like that? Mm. Or is this one of those kind of movies that's just like, this you is, love it, but you wouldn't recommend it? This is definitely one of them. I love making people watch movies that I love. <laughs> uh, so there are very few movies that I wouldn't recommend, but this one would definitely be bottom of the list. Um, probably in Glorious Bastards 2. Okay. Just because Tarantino is so intense yeah. with his filmmaking that it is not for everybody. It's not a thing you I mean, you can go into it lightheartedly. You will be surprised. Um, But same thing, just the amount of violence and some of the language choices are less than ideal, so I could see how some people would appreciate that. Right, right. Um, For me, other than Pulp Fiction, the movie would be Requiem for a Dream. The Aronofsky movie. Have you seen that before? With no. Okay, I wouldn't recommend it. So <laughs> similarly, I love that movie. Well, right. It's shot it's shot really well, but it's just super depressing. And at the end, like, yeah, I don't. It doesn't have one of those little wrap with a bow happy endings. It's, but it was very cool to watch, and I've seen that movie multiple times too. Depressing but it just makes you feel like from start to finish. No, not depressing from start to finish because, um, like I said, it's about drug use, and you know, while they're on their highs, they're it's high and it's pretty cool. For them, you know, but then, yeah. but then you see the decline and kind of like what what it morphs into. And um, it becomes less endearing. Yeah, I wouldn't say I would probably describe it as endearing, but like <laughs> I don't know if it was ever endearing. But it's a it's an entertaining movie. But then when it starts to like delve into like the lows and kind of like what you what I might see or what you might see with like drug addiction, then you're like, yeah, I don't want to see the pitfalls and like nothing good happening for these people. So. Um, for me, that's another one of those movies. But um, if you have a movie that you feel similarly, like you love, but you would not recommend to other people, just drop it in the chat in the comments. Um, this has been our first episode, so thanks for watching. Uh, we yeah, might have the bag next time or another time to talk about another film. Um, yeah. And if you would like to come talk trash on the movie, talk trash about a movie, or talk uh, highly about a movie, I invite you to do so. Uh, thanks for joining us today.